Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we're going to be in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1-13. through 13. I simply entitled this study, Faith Standing Fast on a Firm Foundation. Here is the second half and conclusion to grow of in this ministry. two-part study. Because the ministry was always intended to go out. What happens with a bigger church is that it always stays within the walls of the church. Timothy is there to strengthen them concerning their faith to hold on to God during this time of trial and afflictions. You know, Paul didn't have a, 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 a FaceTime or something he could pick up and say, Hey, let me make a phone call and see how things are going in Thessalonica. He didn't have that. So that's why he is worried. He's concerned. He's enduring it because he's like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. He's planted enough churches to know that the enemy comes in to try to take, take people away from God. To steal, kill, and destroy. In verse 3 it says that no one should be shaken by these afflictions for you yourself know that we were appointed to this. So Timothy's trying to establish their faith and to hang on to God because the afflictions are coming. And there's an important word that you need to catch in there in verse 3. Appointed. You need to highlight that in your Bible. You need to highlight afflictions and then you need to highlight appointed. Nobody in this room wants a date with an affliction. But God has them set for you. Nobody wants that. And Paul is trying to tell them they're going to happen. And he's like, I don't want you to be shaken by these afflictions. You have God. Hang on to your faith. You endure. You have God. And that word affliction is, is simply in the Greek means burdens, troubles, anguish, and tribulation. Nobody wants anguish or trouble or burdens or tribulations. None of us do. Let's be real. But some of you have had burdens and troubles and tribulations and afflictions and suffering in 2023. 
And if you have it, some of you will have burdens and suffering and afflictions and tribulations in 2024. Okay? It's the reality of it. And so when we think about that word appointed for affliction, when, when we, the, the word itself means pressure, right? And, and when, when affliction is pressing or, or a pressing that happens, that's the way that diamonds are made. It's through a pressing. And, and the more expensive the diamond, the harder the pressing. See, when we go through appointed afflictions, it's to, to help and it's very necessary for direction and growth in our life. They do a couple of different things. The first thing that affliction does is it actually proves the reality of your faith. That you actually believe in what you believe in. Right? You get pressed. Are you going to cling to God or are you going the other direction? Right? How many people do you know, they, they come to faith early on and then affliction happens and they're gone. They're like, man, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm out. I thought this was going to be, you know, uh, easy street. Like I was going to stay on the yellow brick road the whole time. It's not that. And anybody who's told you that, I'm sorry, but they shouldn't have told you that. It's, it's the reality of that, that your faith, you're not, as Ryan Reese would say, the skater, you're not a poser. You're not just playing Christian. See, when I think about those 15 million people that have lost or been lost from the church, I think there was a sifting that happened. And as the affliction of COVID happened, they took off. That's all it took for them to walk away from the church, from God. They didn't walk away from the church. They walked away from God. Verse Peter chapter 1, verse 7 says, The genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is as tested by the fire, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a reminder that your character is, is pressed and, and goes into the fire. Your, your life is gold and, and it's supposed to be pure gold. And through that, it's, it's the pressing that happens through the fire and all of the... You know, all of the, the mess that's in the gold, he puts it in the fire, turns the fire up. All that drudge comes up, he moves it out the way, and then he puts it back into the fire, and he just keeps repeating that process. And what the person wants is when they're doing this process with the gold and putting it in the fire, is they want to be able to see their face in the fire from the gold. So Jesus is wanting to see himself in you. And the way that happens is you've got to go through the fire. Oh, I don't want to go through the fire. You're going to go through the fire. If you're His, you are. 
See, we, we get our, 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 this is God's school, really. This is where He teaches us. We learn about our faith. We learn uh, to cling to Him. And instead of clinging to the things of this world, we glorify Him as we go through these trials and afflictions. See, a poser will actually run to the world. Somebody who's playing Christian, who's posing like a Christian, will actually run back to their old life. They'll go back to the old addiction. They'll go back to the alcohol. They'll go back to the, the thing that made them, that they thought made them feel better. They just run. And part of this affliction is that it actually weans out those who actually are following God or not. The other thing that affliction does is it actually enables us to comfort and encourage others who are going through that trial or affliction. What you're going through right now, you may be able to minister to somebody who's going to go through the same thing or something very similar. God will use that. He's not going to waste that. I've said, you don't know, you may end up writing a book through that deep valley that you're in that ends up helping millions. You have no clue. But he tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. He's like, you develop an, an, an endurance in character. In Romans chapter 5, verse 3, it says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. See, God is working all the time in those afflictions for our good. And he's saying, like, look, I know that you're in this deep pain. I know that you're... Look, I never wanted an illness at 28. Never asked for it. And I was okay with that illness. Because I didn't know God then. But let me tell you something. When I got hit with that other one, as I'm coming to plant a church, I got angry. I was like, Lord, you know what's fixing to happen. Why would you allow this to happen? God showed me something in my faith. He's like, you're not trusting me. You're not trusting me. You're being disobedient right now. Do you not think I can sustain you? I am the God of, of, of the universe. Can I not sustain you? I don't even need you. He doesn't need us. We don't bring anything to the table. But He wants to use us. He wants to use us. The other thing that afflictions do is that it makes us more passionate in spreading the, gospels and spreading the gospel and making disciples. Pastor Ron Hint went through bone marrow. And you go, but why? He's a pastor. Why would God give him cancer? Hello? 
We all go through affliction. Every one of us. So when, I, when I'm looking at this verse, I'm looking at myself as well. But do you understand that Ron was sharing the gospel throughout the hospital? Praying with people? He's getting, key, like he's getting bone marrow treatments and he's sitting there praying for somebody else. Sharing the gospel with people. When, when things get rough, sometimes when you go through a major life change, the gospel is all you can talk about. Jesus Christ. Donna, who's not here today. She's struggling through a lot of pain last night, but we almost lost her last year. She almost passed away. Let me tell you something. She was on fire for God. Ooh, and she still is. Praying for people, sharing the gospel, whatever she can do, making disciples. That's what happens when people go through afflictions. They're ministering to other people. And you see the proof of their faith. Let me tell you something. When you see somebody who has lost a, a father and a father-in-law and I watched that young man and his wife minister to over 300 people probably in that church that day and they were the ones who lost the loved one and yet they were comforting the others as they were just coming up weeping. Their faith was tested. They prayed with them. They shared the gospel with others. People came to faith through the trial and tribulation and the affliction. God uses it. We should be passionate about sharing the gospel. Acts chapter 4 verse 29 says, Now, the Lord, now Lord, look on the threats and, the, and grant to your servants that all boldness that they may speak your word. Like as the young church is going, he's like, hey, Lord, all this persecution, all these threats that we're going through, let us continue just to be bold to speak your word. Will you be bold and speak his word? When you're pressed. You know, we forget that, that God uses, uses that time of, of trial and tribulation and anguish. And God's glory will be shown in it. And you look at Acts chapter 4 verses 29 through 31. It says, Now, Lord, look at the threats and grant it to your bond service to speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal. Signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together were shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. 
when the church is pressed, the word of God goes out with boldness. With boldness. And finally, afflictions do this. They make you relook at what's important in your life and what things need to go. Oh, yeah. Job chapter 23, verse 10 says, But he knows the way that I take when he has tested me. I shall come forth as gold. It's like in, in the understanding... That there are going to be certain things that have to be removed. God will show you in the affliction. Like this thing that I thought was so important is not that important. It's not that important. My, my family, that's more important. Being at church, that's more important. We had somebody just in the hospital this week. We thought they were going to crack his chest open. I was like, Lord, please. And now he's reassessing what's more important. And what has to go. Because if he wants to be here to share the gospel, because I'm going to tell you what, man, as long as I can, even on my deathbed, as long as I can pray, Lord, let me do it. Let me serve. Let me minister to others. And you go, well, you're on your deathbed. You have nurses coming in. You have people coming in. You have, man, do you know Jesus? Don't be, don't stop. There is no retirement in the kingdom of God. None at all. None. And God will let you look at things that you thought were so important. And in that affliction, you take a step back and you go, <laughs> this thing was not as important as I thought it was. I need to spend more time on this. And so through those, you, you have your one, your proof. Because as you go through the fire, every time you go through the fire, you're being tested. You're in the school of hard knocks. You're, God is teaching you through those afflictions. And you have the, the things that need to be removed and things that, that you relook at, at, that, hey, what's more important? You start to have a passion to spread the gospel and make disciples. And I think probably the greatest of all of those is that you're able to comfort others. Because you've been through it. Because you know what it's like. I got a, you know, when I got to speak, when Austin Carlisle came in from of mice and men of the whosoevers. We had such a deep connection as brothers because we both are struggling with illnesses. We spoke each other's languages. 
We knew what it was like to wake up in pain and go to, go to bed with pain. We could comfort each other and pray for each other. And because I had been sick longer than he has, I was able to minister to him in that capacity. But those afflictions that you go through, those are proving grounds and testing grounds and learning grounds for your faith. And it'll mature you. Now, you may be in the midst of it right now. But God's going to use it for His glory. And God can use it to minister to others. Because let me tell you something. There are things that we go through in this world that we all go through. Death is something we all experience. Illness is something that we experience through family members or through somebody that we know personally or in our own life. Sin is something that we see the great effect that it has on a family member. And how deep it can take them away. And it hurts. It hurts. And through that affliction that you go through, having a loved one incarcerated, I can speak on that because I've had that happen to a brother of mine. You know, all those things that we think that Man, why did we have to go through? I can remember that tearing my mom and dad apart. Just watching them just break. And it wasn't something that he struggled with just as in his teenage years. It was alcohol that he struggled with until he was in his 40s. To the point where he's lost businesses, he's lost jobs. Jail, DUI, is the whole nine yards, and then the judge finally said, that's it, you're going to jail. But you know what happened to him in jail? He got sober. He found God. He got a relationship with Jesus Christ. Through that pressing, I got to minister to my brother and share the gospel with him. Bought him his first Bible. And our relationship deepened through that affliction. Had to minister to my mom and dad. God uses all of it. I didn't have, I don't know what words to say to a parent that has somebody incarcerated. I do now. I know how to pray for them. See, God will use those afflictions that you go through to minister to someone else. We've had, in, in our last church, I can remember a young lady that lost her baby. And God had put the perfect person in place 
to minister to her because she had lost her child. And you think, how can this happen? But that's the body of Christ. That's what the church is for. We help each other through these things. See, a lot of us, we're we're very private, but not online. Man, you'll show every meal you eat, right? All the chicken, all the fried chicken, all the stuff you're eating. You got pictures of all the restaurants and stuff that you're going to. Pictures with your friends and all that. But you're extremely private when it comes to the church. And that's not the place to be private. You have to be able to have that Timothy or that person that you can be honest with and be open with and be praying for me because I'm struggling with this. Do you have that? Because these afflictions will continue to come. You're appointed for them. Now we only got through three verses today. I'm going to stop there because I know y'all are probably like, please stop with the afflictions. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. 